Welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. We take topics we find interesting, we research them online, compile detailed notes throughout the week, and by we, I mean Nicole. Then we get together each weekend and we talk about them. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. There you can view show notes, add your comments, or send us your suggestions for future episodes. Well, it's March 2nd, Nicole, and uh, it's a podcast day. Welcome to podcast day. It's been a little bit, been a bit since we did a a last podcast. The last episode was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's March. It is. Forward ho. Now, this past week, we've had a variety of weather from 80 degrees (laughs) on one of the days. It was 73. 73. Snow blizzard. One of it the other days. <laughs> I mean, there it was, was it was seventy three, and we there didn't was have a one blizzard. weather event that resulted in a big pile of dirt across the street for our neighbors. Well, no, we had we had some inclement weather. We did have a tornado, and then the next morning we had. Did we have a tornado in Kalamazoo or just in the area? We did. We had a tornado in Kalamazoo. There's no. Uh, well, let me just say, there was a tornado on the radar. There was no confirmed tornado touchdown, not like football touchdown, but like tornado touchdown, like the, there was radar intercepted tornado and the weather people that I follow, Ryan Hall, who deliberately doing like a bunch of football references. No. Intercepted. Oh yeah. I guess it just crosses over. If you are interested in weather, I highly recommend following Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall Y'all on YouTube. He is very, very good. He will um, broaden your weather horizons. He's just very informative, very easy to follow. He covers the entire United States. He um, he goes live for inclement weather, if it's in your area, for tornadoes and um, hurricanes, other weather situations but he also just talks about weather things that are reasonably needed to not to worry about he always says don't be scared be prepared which is very very good uh he did go live for this weather situation and he was surprised that we did not have a tornado warning we i'm sorry we did have a tornado warning kalamazoo but there was no proper tornado warning in that the sirens did not go off. We don't have community sirens in our area, but the like the the weather alert sirens, so my FEMA app and my uh, weather apps, the tornado siren did not go off. So we did not wake up. We slept right through the tornado warning. There was a severe thunderstorm warning and that alert went off. But because I am hard of hearing and Michael is a very sound sleeper, didn't even realize it was happening. There was hail. There was pretty decent sized hail. Um, I don't know. It, if there had been a tornado in Kalamazoo, we would have either died, I guess, or we would have just slept right through it. So there was radar indicated tornadoes, but there was no tornado touchdown. About 15, 10 to 15 miles, uh, never, 
east of us in Marshall and Battle Creek, there was an EF1 and EF2 tornado, which is a pretty good tornado. 110, 115 mile an hour winds. So this is a pretty decent tornado. It did some damage. So that was a big tornado. Yeah. Uh, the morning after the tornado, we had a winter weather advisory. Some areas saw two to four inches of snow. We had, I'd say if the ground would have been frozen, we would have seen two inches of snow, but we just had annoying snow. It was just annoying. We didn't have much accumulation. It just snowed most of the day. So it went from 73 to, I think it was 20. It was cold. It was really, really shockingly cold. Yeah. It yeah. sucked. We had to bundle up the woof woofs when they went for their walks. Yeah, it sucked a lot. In talking about dogs and sucking, we've got allergy season and have learned all sorts of things about Henry and allergies, which, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell our friendly listeners more about that, Nicole. Well, when we adopted Henry, he had fleas. He had really bad fleas. And so we just assumed that he was, he came to us with a flea allergy because a lot of dogs, when they have fleas, the flea bites, they can have a residual leftover allergic reaction in some dogs, and it can last six months to a year. And they can be itchy and their skin can be aggravated. So we just assumed that's what it was. He chews on himself a lot. He's just really uncomfortable. We tried Cytopoint injections, which is an allergy medication, and that did not work at all. We've had other dogs with really severe allergies, and the Cytopoint injection, it alleviates the itchiness immediately. Within 10 minutes, they're better. Henry, it did nothing. We tried Apoquil, which is an oral medication, and we have done, uh, I'd say, I've done four different trials of Apoquil with him at different doses. Didn't do anything. I might as well have been giving him water. And Apoquil is expensive, so I stopped that. Finally, I said to our vet, Seely, who you all know, um, I said, let's Good previous do... previous episode plug. Yeah. On a previous episode of yeah. Not Just Rumors and Unicorns, we got to talk with Seely. It was actually a really good episode. Yeah. We can link that in the show notes if you have not listened to it yet. Um, I talked to Seely about it, and the allergy testing is a blood allergy test. It's not for food. If anyone tells you you can run an allergy test for food on dogs, they're lying to you because you cannot. The only true way to test for food allergies in dog is, dogs is an elimination test. Um, right now, Henry is on a chicken-free diet, and he is still scratching and biting the bejesus out of himself. So we did a blood allergy test. It's an IgGE or IgE test. You send the blood to a lab and they run it. It's like a human allergy test. They run it against these allergens and you find out environmentally what he is allergic to. We were honestly hoping he wasn't allergic to anything just because 
yay, he's not allergic to anything. And because then it would be a food allergy and it would be easier because we could just do a food allergen elimination thing and find out what he's allergic to and feed him a fancy diet. We got the results back and he's pretty much allergic to the entire earth. <laughs> he's allergic to everything. Yeah. He And not kidding, like every, like the vet was like, <coughs> I've never seen... <coughs> a report like this before sorry and uh that's pretty impressive when when the vet's like wow your dog is allergic to stuff yeah celie said that she had never seen an allergy to mites that was so so strong he is allergic to grass trees weeds pollen mites fungi he's just he's allergic to everything so the test itself was about $300, and you send it to a lab called HESCA. And then what HESCA does is they, they will manufacture drops or shots for you based on what your dog is allergic to. It's, a, it's an immunotherapy, and then over the course of three to six months, most people I've read, it takes about six months to a year the immunotherapy drops, which we chose the oral drops for Henry because didn't feel like giving him injections. Um, the the immunotherapy drops will build up his immune system to the things, environmental things he's allergic to. So the Heska company chooses the things he's most allergic to, the types of grass and pollen and mites and everything. And then we slowly work up the amount of allergen we give him and yeah so he just started yesterday he's on vial a so when you're listing off all of the things that he's allergic to it of course reminds me of an old meme popular video from like the late 90s early 2000s the pygmy shrew one you remember that one no so you're like saying the orchard grass, corn, pollen, grass, mite, trees. Like the uh, the whole video was like, the pygmy shrew is one of God's most beautiful creatures. However, its natural predators include eagles, rocks, his shadow, the sun, other pygmy shrews. <laughs> and it like just went on. <laughs> There's something about that sense of humor that just I absolutely love when it goes just beyond for for ridiculous sake it goes to the extreme for some reason that always makes me laugh so like yeah i i used restraint i didn't like break in while you were listing them out but like yeah that's what was going on in my mind and we can return to a regularly scheduled podcast <laughs> yeah so yeah. we're on part part uno of the whole process which goes on for I don't know. More than for, a day. Forever. I, I don't know. So he gets two drops in the morning and two drops at night. And thankfully, I've been brushing his teeth every day. So he just, he doesn't care. You know, he just put the drops in his mouth and he's like, yeah, all right, whatever. He liked it. He yeah, was very he was fine. pleased with it. Yeah. Now, granted, it was much more pleasant than what had preceded it during his visit. Yeah. the the Some of the symptoms that if your dog is allergic you might notice it's called ears and rears, and you might notice your dog has ear infections or anal gland issues, and Henry chews on his tail a lot, and that could be an indication that they have issues with their anal glands being Im impacted or infected or swollen, and your vet might need to help you out with that, and 
Henry has that issue. Um, thankfully, it wasn't as severe this time around as it was the first time. So we think we're on the right track of helping him, I don't know, with his allergies. We do some things to mitigate his issues around our house, which we've done, I don't know, since he moved in. Some of these things we did by default just for your allergies. Yeah, we um, his all of his beds have covers on them. They have waterproof covers and dust mite covers, but that's just to make my life easier. Um, his beds get vacuumed every day. They get washed every week. Uh, let's see what else. All of his food, they're in airtight containers. And the mite allergies, I guess, is a huge his storage mite allergies food storage mites evidently there's mites everywhere yeah um seely saw that we keep his treats in these what are those containers called the little oh, one the, the, uh, the pop-up things oh so yeah the air whatever like seal presser doer thing or yeah the yeah those things the little containers with the, the pop button on the top and she said that that was good because it keeps the air out of them storage mites can't get in so but we've always done that i don't know um we keep his food in a uh, container called a vittles vault which we don't pour his food in there because that's bad we put the whole bag in there um, we keep their stuff in a closet that is not heated so it's cool year round uh that helps keep storage mites and mites down um what else he gets baths regularly he gets brushed every day that helps when he goes out we wash his feet when he comes back in which is very important um let's see i don't know we do so much stuff to help him be more comfortable and not have issues but it is a lot if you have an allergic dog you really have to think about stuff <laughs> just it's a lot of things to think about and it really that was is. optimistic that this treatment uh, I mean, obviously like the prevention measures can help a lot but that this treatment may actually improve things for him over time which i don't yeah. know i'm hopeful for mina had lots of allergies as well and i think they kind of got better over time didn't they um, Wilhelmina responded to, uh, both the Apoquil and the, um, the injection of allergy medicine. So she was easier to treat. It was easier for us to treat her allergies. Turning the page to topic number two, Nicole allergies, histamine overload. Yeah, I have, I guess it's good that Henry came to live with me because I have severe allergies. I have something called histamine intolerance, which is just my... You should try to be more tolerant to histamines, Nicole. I know. We've been working on this for years. <laughs> uh, my my system does not handle uh, histamines very well. I don't know how to explain it other than I have Nicole's really awful... skin is really, really 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 allergic yes if if somebody at the next city over <laughs> touches poison ivy nicole will break out all over her body yeah i'm really allergic to poison ivy um i have some pretty severe allergies to 
a lot of things. Like Henry, I am allergic to the world. We recently needed to find a new laundry detergent, which, you know, seems like a very easy thing. Like, oh yeah, you just go to the supermarket and buy a new laundry detergent. Remind me, why did we have to replace it? Because we found one that we liked for before, right? What were we using before? We were using Ecos and um, Ecos is a plant-based laundry detergent. And I really liked Ecos. We'd been using it for at least 10 years and they changed their I think they changed their uh, their formula a little bit. And so because we got a new washing machine, it's not it wasn't working as well. And so your gym clothes were still smelling pretty foul when they came out of the washing machine. What cleans clothes is the friction in the washing machine and the surfactants in the soap. Fancy surfactants. Yeah. Um, Ecos just was not doing a good job anymore. It really was not. Your clothes really did still smell terrible. (laughs) So needed to find a new soap. And it it seems like a simple enough thing. But when you have really bad allergies, finding a new soap is scary. (laughs) It really is scary. I first looked for detergents that were like free and clear, gentle, sensitive skin. And of course there are tons of them. Most detergents make the... Most marketing departments slap a gentle label on some detergents. Those darn marketing people. Yeah, they do. My brothers and sisters. Yeah. They... It's complicated because even though products are labeled for sensitive skin, it's not always true. So we first tried Persil, Persil ProClean, which is just the normal, regular Persil, which was a huge mistake. Was that the one that that had fragrance to the max? Yes. Persil is one of the highest rated detergents on the internet. People love this stuff. And I've got to say, I know why they love it. I really do. Because it works really well. It it really does. It cleans clothes like nobody's business. It has enzymes in it. Persil, I think, is a German company. And it's a really great detergent. I'm sorry, Henry's climbing all over me. So if it wasn't for the scent, you probably would have. Well, I actually have been using the Persil Sensitive Skin. Hold on, let me finish. This gets complicated. Hold on to your seats. I used the Persil Pro Clean, which is just their regular Persil detergent. And I, this is going to sound really terrible, but I use, I always do a test load in one of Michael's gym clothes loads first and see how it goes it was the smelliest the detergent smelled so strong that i'm not joking our entire house smelled like laundry detergent even michael who that kind of stuff doesn't bother him no problems at all with stuff he would walk downstairs from his office on the top our our laundry machines are in the basement he would walk from his office on the second floor of our house and he could smell laundry detergent. That stuff is so smelly. 
we went from using a plant-based laundry detergent with no smell to Persil, and our entire house reeked of... I wore the shirt that you washed in that with my winter coat <laughs> once. And the coat, weeks later, yeah. still smells like... Persil. A potpourri yeah. garden... Like, and it's, it's crazy. It's too much floral scent, even for me. It's just, it's so strong. And some people like that. Some people want their laundry to smell like that more. They add scent beads. They add, they add that stuff. I don't, I don't know how they do it. I seriously, it's so strong. So we got rid of the Persil immediately. And Who inherited that? Um, our lovely neighbors across the street, her mom, because she uses scent-free stuff too, but her mom really likes the, the, um, the scent stuff. And so I, I like how we, we don't just toss something in the bin. We make oh, sure no, it finds no, no. a home yeah, where yeah. it's going to be used. Yeah. I absolutely found it a home. And by we, I mean you. Yeah. I, I messaged a couple people and she was she said oh yeah my mom will absolutely use it. i was like perfect done she actually scored a couple things from me she was very very happy with it um so the persil pro clean fantastic detergent extremely smelly like hold on to your hat smelly i then tried the persil sensitive skin which i still have I actually just used it. I'm doing laundry right now. I just used it. It does not have a scent. It, I'm sorry. It has a little bit of a scent, but the scent fades. It's not a big deal. The problem with the sensitive skin Persil is that, first of all, it's very expensive. It is, you can only get it on Amazon. You can't get it locally, which the Persil Pro Clean you can get anywhere. So it's hard to find. And it is, um, it doesn't clean as well. It does take the funk out of Michael's gym clothes, but I found that as far as stain removing, if I don't catch stuff on Michael's clothes, because sometimes there are mystery stains like on his hoodies, I have to go back and rewash them, which is very annoying. Now, the mystery stains usually indicate that Michael has been having snacks. Yes, those are snacks. I, I should. I was. Go, I was trying to protect your your privacy. Well, I mean, it sounds like it could be like <laughs> Michael was. Uh, he had a mystery stain. It's like I want to clarify. It's snacks. Oh yeah, it's it's snack stains. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. bodily fluids. <laughs> oh no 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 no. He's been snacking. It's either like yogurt or pork rinds or yeah he's just spilled something while he's eating snacks a listener might have a prurient you know mindset so they uh oh no it's it's snacks not that there's anything wrong with that yeah either that or it's he's been picking up henry because sometimes he'll walk into a room where i am and he'll have henry in his arms and you know who knows? Henry likes to be carried here and there. So he'll have dog drool on the front of him or whatever. And I've got to tell you, laundry detergent should take that out without an issue. You should not have to pre-treat stuff like that. But there are sometimes does not do that. So I digress. The second one I tried was um, Tide, Tide Free and Gentle, because 
Tide is supposed to be the be-all and end-all of laundry detergents. I, you know, it's Tide. And the Tide Free and Gentle was recommended by everyone. And it's recommended by the eczema and um, dermatological societies. It's, it's the, the detergent. It does not clean very well. It, it sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not great. How is the smell? It doesn't have a scent. So it checked the mark on no scent. Did it annoy your skin at all? Um, I think that I have a little bit of an allergy to that one. I did notice that when I, you know, the, my jammers, the cotton ones, the white ones with the flowers on them, um, I was, uh, I had those on and I was, I had a rash on my neck and my chest. So I think that that detergent is the culprit. So, yeah. So I honestly... My next step is to try the Kirkland brand. Kirkland has a free and clear detergent. And the good thing about trying the Kirkland brand is that if if it doesn't work, Costco has a really great return policy. They will take it back, no problem, no questions asked. So I won't be out any money. That's good. People have said really good things about it. It's a great price and it's always available. It's, they, it's been around for a long time. We'll see. I'm going to use up the Persil first, and then we'll we'll try that. It, it's going to be a long road of <laughs> figuring out what is what. If we were millionaires or billionaires, we would just buy out the company that makes the products we like and force them to make it the way we liked it when we liked it. Yeah, there are a number of products that I use that I've used for many years and if they ever switch the packaging or the the ingredients, I am in so much trouble. Dr. Bronner's is one of them. I don't think Dr. Bronner's will ever change cuz it's Dr. Bronner's, but I use Dr. Bronner's soap and lotion because I don't have any reaction to it. It's a safe product for us. It works. It's great. It's easy it's expensive but you know it's worth the price so um i also tried uh i we use oxyclean i use oxyclean all the time it's a great product it doesn't have any extra fragrance in it it's safe it's effective i love it i've been using oxyclean for over 20 years very very good product I tried the OxyClean odor remover, which has a purple lid. And me, being me, I just thought, oh, OxyClean, it's an odor remover because Michael's gym clothes are rank. Fantastic. So I bought it, not thinking. And the the OxyClean with the purple lid, for those of you who like OxyClean and have never purchased it, it has fragrance in it and it is stinky. It smells so strong. It's so smelly. I open the lid, close the lid. Nope. The good thing is, is that I sent a message to the OxyClean company and they were so, so, so nice. They sent me a refund for the product. They were so kind about it. And evidently they are their parent brand is Arm & Hammer for yeah. OxyClean. Had no idea. Yeah, we didn't know that. 
they were, um, I actually, I, it took, I bought the product and within four days I had a refund. I didn't expect them to send me a refund. I just sent a, a note to them saying, you should really make a note on the description of the product that it has very strong fragrance in it. And yeah, they sent me a refund. Very nice of them. So there's that. Um, to get the scent out of the clothes that I washed, because after I washed the, the clothing in the Persil, I tried everything. I tried vinegar. I tried baking soda, not together separately. I tried washing them with no soap. I tried soaking them in plain OxyClean. I tried everything. The fragrance of Persil, it would not go away. It was there to stay. Finally, I looked on Reddit and everyone said you have to buy this product called RLR, Natural Laundry Detergent Powder. I was desperate. It was either that or I was going to have to give away a whole load of Michael's gym clothes because it was so smelly. I bought it. I thought, well, why not? Honestly, this stuff looks like a scam. Totally, I'm going to be honest with you. You buy it and you're thinking, well, I just wasted $10 <laughs> and, you know, an hour of my life. It works. It totally works. You can soak your clothes in it. A lot of people use it as a laundry stripper, which is a total waste of your time. All you have to do is just put your laundry in the washing machine and sprinkle a packet of this stuff over it and your laundry comes out and it smells like nothing. It is the most amazing product ever. I don't know what is in it, but it's fantastic. It says sodium laurel. I yep. love that the Amazon description, the first bullet point is works like magic. It is. It really is. is a fair description considering what you just described. It is magical and it looks like a scam because it is just these packets of powder and you you just put it in your washing machine. They look kind of like Kool-Aid shaped packets on the website. They totally are. And the, the powder is not even a fine powder. It's kind of a clumpy powder. I read about it on Reddit and I'm in a couple of homemaking and cleaning subreddits. They recommended it. And it really does work. It really, really, really works. So if you're desperate to get a smell out of clothing, use that's that. That's the winner, winner, chicken dinner, huh? Yep. It's so fantastic. So that's where we're at. And talking about all of the smelly gym clothing, uh, we, because I, um, you know, work out a couple times a day, walking the dogs, doing other stuff. Um, despite your best efforts, eventually I wear out the exercise clothes that you have bought for me. And the last generation was beginning to, uh, breathe its last breath, so to speak. Yeah. I like how you were like, did you know that there was holes down in the <laughs> leg part? And I was, no, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. You so needed new gym clothes. You did a bunch of research and how, how did you go about? picking or testing out how, how did we wind up with the ones that we wound up with i knew that i wanted to get you um uh clothes that were not cotton because the cotton ones 
I, I don't know. I just, the cotton ones are fine, but I wanted ones that were wicking material because they are easier to wash, easier to get smells out. They dry faster because we don't dry anything in the dryer. We use a clothesline and that's just what I wanted. And I wanted a, um, a sweat pant that uh, tapered at the bottom. Why does that matter? Because it just, I don't know. It just looks neater. It looks. You want me looking good when I go exercising and walking the dogs, huh? I, I think it's probably easier for you to exercise in as well. And it doesn't get in the way of, as opposed to a big bulky pair of old, you know, sweats like you would wear in when we were in high school or middle school or elementary school, the tapered joggers that they wear now. These are just, these were the most recommended ones on Amazon. They're on sale right now. That's the only reason why we're talking about them. They were uh, $40 and they're now $32. Oh. Oh, no, they're $29. Sorry, $29. You going to order some more? I actually did. I ordered you two more pairs. Good work. Um, the only thing I don't like about them is the zipper pockets. He doesn't like the zipper pockets. Well, scratch up your screen on devices when you put them in your pocket. The problem that? is you are hard-pressed to find ones that don't have zipper pockets. Everyone wants the zipper because it will keep your crap inside your pocket instead of it falling out. Don't exercise so hard and stuff won't fall out of your pockets. Yeah. He didn't want zipper pockets. I said, look, you're going to have to just deal with it. You're, you will have to have zipper pockets. Sorry. They do have a drawstring on the front, which is better for people Michael's size because... that a nice way of saying big Dutch butt? <laughs> yes. Um, they keep your pants up instead of falling down. So And the material go. feels very nice. The, the only other complaint or comment that I have about it is that compared to whatever the material was of the pants before, it's thinner or something different where it definitely did not keep me as warm out in the winter cold. Yes. It's and because, so denial was my friend for the really, really cold days. Yes. These are polyester and spandex and the other ones were cotton. That's why I also cut you compression shorts to wear underneath them. Did you see recently the controversy over the new uniforms for um baseball no um evidently they use like polyester and stuff but some of the new material they've been having problems where the material is kind of see-through so you can actually see the labels of stuff uh like their underwear that they're wearing underneath or stuff that's in their pockets and so people have been complaining about it and using the previous year's models and of course what came up was possibly they should use cotton because that was a joke in Seinfeld where George Costanza's idea was cotton uniforms that they oh, breathe yeah. easier and, and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Wool actually breathes better than cotton does. Wool's probably warmer too, huh? Mm, yeah, but you have to use merino wool and not everybody is not allergic to wool and it's just, yeah. The athletic gear is the, I mean, I hate to say that the polyester is better, but for athletic gear, it just, it's better. It, 
Is the the shirts that you got me, are those polyester too? Yeah, it's all the same thing. It's a different, um, the, the, I also got him long sleeve shirts and the long sleeve shirts are from a company called Real Essentials. I like this company. He has a couple of other things from Real Essentials. He has the short sleeve shirts and he also has shorts from this company. They just, they've got, um, SPF protection in them, which I know some people say, oh, that's pointless. The sleeves were pretty long. They are long. Um, the short sleeve shirts, they're fine. They're fine. They're the same as the long sleeve shirts. They come in lots of different colors. Um, to give you an idea, Michael wears an extra large. They're polyester and spandex, just like the pants. I don't know. They're they're an active wear type piece of clothing. So they stretch and they're easy to wear when you're working out. They, they do feel very nice to work out in from yoga to yeah, that's, everything else. My only complaint is my wristband on my Apple watch. The fabric is so fine. It catches it, in it. It like, it like grabs onto yeah. it. I have to like, I'm like afraid I'm going to tear it or something, pulling things off. But so far, yeah. so good. It hasn't caused damage as far as I know, but I thumbs up. I mean, it's good, good stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the, the shirts are nice and it's a it's a good weight obviously he has to wear a coat over them in the the uh, the cold weather but in the warm weather the the long sleeve is a good weight and then I he wears compression shorts underneath the pants just as a base layer um, it also helps me so that I with my big Dutch thighs that they don't rub together and leave me with again whatever. I was trying to help you out but all right ladies and gentlemen i have legs um the compression shorts he used to wear were very fancy ones by uh champion i think no maybe champion i don't remember um those were just okay he likes these better they're from a brand uh alphabet brand they're devops I don't know. They've got a, I just got the ones that had the most ratings on Amazon. Um, honestly, there's five of them for $29. He likes them. So they wash easily. They dry really, really fast. They keep all your stuff in protected positions. Uh, again, polyester, spandex. I don't dry anything. Everything goes in the washing machine and it dries in a few hours on the line. It's pretty quick not not tough um we did have an issue with one of the pairs of pants because henry likes to jump up the brand new pair of pants yeah henry jumps up a lot we're working with a trainer we're working on it but he does jump up so he loves with his claws he does um and i have been um repairing clothing lately michael has a few sweatshirts that he really loves that he's put holes in the elbows I lean real hard on my elbows, evidently. Yeah. This is after he's worn these sweatshirts for a few years. So instead of getting rid of these pieces of clothes because they're still perfectly good, I have been patching the holes. I've found that iron-on patches work really well, but I've also found that repairing the patches in athletic clothing with iron-on patches does not work because the clothes are not conducive to using an iron. Polyester? Um, it's the, the clothes don't handle heat. They melt? Yeah. 
Hmm. I found um, patches that are just sticky. They're, I was a little hesitant. I didn't think that they would work at all, but I am pretty shocked. Worked great. I just took the paper backing off the patch and stuck it on. I put one patch on the front of the hole and one on the back and yeah it's Good been for on another there, twenty thousand miles the patch has been on there for i don't know like a month and i've washed the pants probably f- at least eight or nine times the edges have not come up or yeah. peeled or anything yet it's been perfectly fine and the first couple weeks it was on there michael didn't even know that i had patched them <laughs> well now to be fair typically when i was walking the dogs during that time it was pitch black out because no but what i'm saying is that the patch is so i mean and the color doesn't even blend in very well but the patch is so like unintrusive that you didn't even realize there was a patch there so it's like somebody did the Folgers switch on my pants <laughs> or something if you need to patch a piece of clothing the patches really do work well and they're waterproof and you can buy all different colors so instead of throwing a piece of clothing away like a winter jacket if your kids have a favorite coat or if you have a favorite coat or a sweatshirt or whatever just patch it you can actually get fun patches we have um wilhelmina had a a winter coat and there was a little hole by where the the um the clip goes for the the harness and it it's her weather beat a coat and for Henry to wear it, I needed to patch the the hole. And so I patched it with her name. I cut out her name. And, in a um, heart shape, right? In a heart shape. It's really cute. And so it reminds us of Mina. Even though it's Henry's coat now, it's a kind of a memory of Mina for Henry's coat. It's kind of nice. So you can cut out designs and whatever. And it's kind of a fun way of keeping clothing going instead of throwing it away. Yeah, while a little itty-bitty tear ruined the value of the entire garment. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Snazzy. Yep. Now, um, you've been on the uh, whole game plan of doing some kitchen updates around our home. I think some of this originated from getting a new oven because the old oven died. And then we, because the oven was wide, we had to, there wasn't one available that was the right width so it was smaller so we got a cabinet it's lower there needs to be painting done um but you scouted out some really cool new cabinet hardware yes we are having our whole kitchen painted and we're getting a new light you don't know this yet we're getting a new i'm okay light. with getting a new light having yeah. something bright enough in there we're getting a new light um the light will probably have a fan in it We're probably going to pick that out today or tomorrow. We're getting a new light for the kitchen, and we're having all the cabinetry painted and the woodwork painted. And I wanted new hardware for the the cabinets, and I the painter suggested black because we're having the cabinets painted a blue gray, and I thought that's a good idea. So I just googled black kitchen cabinet hardware. And what popped up was like restoration hardware and each David's little got some expensive tastes. Yeah. Each little cabinet pull was eight dollars. It was very expensive. And I thought, wow, 
Cabinet hardware is super expensive. That is a lot of money. So I went to Amazon and I searched for the the same thing and the same exact pulls, the same exact cabinet hardware. So 30 of them, $32. So it was a dollar a piece. That's a lot less. Yeah. So I got all new pulls for the kitchen. So you got it for like 30 32 bucks rather than $340. Yeah. And when people ask, I'm just going to tell them I got it for, yeah, from restoration, restoration hardware. hardware. No, That's no, right. No. Yep. Except for all of you now know my little Shh. secret. <laughs> just don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Main bone of the unicorn secrets. That's right. Um, it, it looks exactly the same. It really does. Can't wait for it to all come together. I know. It's going to look so nice. And we actually wanted to test out one of the the poles to see how it looked on a... I don't know why, but we were excited. But the screws that they send along, you have to break them off. Like, to make them fit. They're the like length. breakaway screws. I've never heard of this before. Very weird. So after the cabinets are painted, we will we're then install... We're going to be busting some screws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds dirty. Your mind is somewhere else today. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be exciting. We'll have new paint in the kitchen and the stairs will be painted. The stair risers will be painted. Um, the woodwork throughout the house. Where else? I think that's it. Very exciting. Well, we've lived here for 20 years. We might as well fancy it up a little. 20, almost 22. Uh, that's a long time. I know. Wow. What you gonna do? Wow, wow, wow. Talk about cleaning vacuums. That's what we're going to do next. You, uh, do you, how, how often do you clean the vacuum cleaners out? Every couple weeks. And why does it matter? Because, I don't know, it just does. Because it makes it so that your vacuum does suck? <laughs> yeah, I think it's important that you clean your vacuum so that it can do its job. Yeah, so that it can work more efficiently. I have a a, a cordless handheld vacuum, which I've talked about before, that I would love a smaller, tiny, miniature size vacuum to clean out my handheld vacuum. It's going to be like Inception all the way down. Yeah. Big vacuum, vacuum little vacuum, Inception. literal or... Yeah. vacuum that would make me very happy but i i take my my handheld vacuum apart and i empty the 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 dust cup out and i take the the i make sure that it's clean anyway but i i this is a new vacuum to me so i didn't realize that you had to take out the filter I, I take out the filter and I clean it, but I didn't realize that you had to take out the, a filter behind the filter and clean that out. And the vacuum was smelling just like, if you have a vacuum, you know that smell. It's like a yucky vacuum smell. And my vacuum smelled like that. And I thought, none of my vacuums ever smell like that because I'm very on top of my vacuum. And it smelled. So I took the entire vacuum apart, and sure enough, it was very gross. So I 
washed the filters and cleaned it all out and now it's clean again. And now that I know how to take the whole thing apart, I can do that. So yeah, but you should be taking your vacuum apart. I have a link in the show notes about how to deep clean a vacuum. I have my Henry vacuum has heads to it and technically you're not supposed to take the heads apart, but I do because I just take a screwdriver and crack them open. Um, I clean the heads with soap and water and any part of your vacuum that does not have a motor in it, you can clean with soap and water. So like the tubing, all of that stuff, you should be cleaning with soap and water. And I know I sound like a crazy person when I say this, but you should be cleaning it with soap and water. There's just gunk. Well, it helps with the buildup that yeah. eventually makes it clog more. Well, that and stuff gets caught in there and it will start to smell and your vacuum will smell. And then it's just not a pleasant experience to vacuum with a smelly vacuum. If you, you couldn't have, use any of those detergents on it, like, you know, put it through the Purcell or whatever. Oh, yeah, you could use Purcell in it, and then your whole vacuum will smell like smelly laundry detergents. Smell like, like a basket of flowers threw up in your vacuum. Pretty much. Um, you should be, my vacuum doesn't have rollers and stuff like that because I didn't want that because that's just too complicated. But you should be cleaning the rollers on your vacuum. After every time you use it, really, you should. Um, the rollers on your vacuum, you should be cleaning out. You really should be cleaning your entire vacuum. There's a there's a, a Is chart. There anything that you don't clean? Probably not. I mean, name something. I don't know. Yes, I clean everything. Everything gets cleaned. Just you stop moving long enough in our house, you're going to get cleaned. <laughs> I don't know. That could be like a, a new... Uh, scary movie for this summer, The Cleaner. <laughs> I would watch Life that. Life kept getting messy, and she decided to clean it for good. I would watch that, totally. Uh, if you have a vacuum with bags in it, you should be changing your bag at least once a month because, well, unless you don't vacuum very often. I guess you could get away with changing it less often, but I change it once a month. Of course, you vacuum every day. Yeah, sometimes twice a day. Yesterday, I vacuumed twice a day because I also mopped the floor. Would that mean that like most people who vacuum once a month, that a single uh, bag might last them three years? But possibly could. But if you're vacuuming once a month, I don't know. I, if you don't have a dog. It doesn't matter. Maybe. If you leave your house and go out into the world and then come back and, and walk in your house... Unless you're very fastidious and you take your shoes off and ugh, I don't know. You would totally have one of those little decontamination chambers like they have in the space movies if if we were billionaires, wouldn't you? Yeah. There'd be like this I would have little airlock. I would have for robot vacuums <laughs> in every single room. All the the armatures would come out and be like and like People would step out of it and you hear the... Yeah, our house would be self-cleaning. That would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be pretty nice. Yep. Well, you've been uh, working on your 
private war with the local squirrels and their it's assault the chip, on your it's the chipmunks. bird feeders, right? It's the chipmunks, They're yes. not squirrels? No, it's the chipmunks, yeah. Are there any squirrels? Um, no, the squirrels kind of have left my bird feeder alone because they can't jump. They, they're not able to jump up onto my bird feeder. First of all, I have a squirrel proof peanut feeder and they're just too heavy for it. They can't they get, get mad about it. It's so fun yeah, to watch. They get irritated. And so they just kind of have left it alone. The, the chipmunks are too heavy to eat from the the squirrel proof bird feeder, but they can eat from the suet feeder. They hang upside down. So I really have to stay on top of that one. The problem I'm having is my smart bird feeder. I finally had to take it down because the chipmunks were the only visitors I was getting. There was just chipmunk mania. It was just annoying me. They can really jump in impressive ways. Yeah, they can. And it was They were just eating so many peanuts. It was crazy. So what I did was I looked up how to make that stop. And people said, you need to get a really, really, really tall pole. And so I did. I got a 105-inch adjustable bird feeder pole. And when I tell you that 105 inches is really tall, I'm not kidding you. I put this thing together in our kitchen and then tried to maneuver it outside and quickly found out that I was probably going to, I did not break anything, but I then took it apart because I had visions of myself breaking both the back door, the window on my stove and putting a huge dent in our refrigerator because (laughs) it's really tall and I am not very coordinated. So Took the whole thing apart. Plus, there's this huge five-prong spiky thing on the end to stick on the ground. thought, wow, someone's going to end up with an injury (laughs) with this. Yeah. So, Michael had to adjust the platform on the top. Yeah, the, uh, the mounting bracket at the end of the pole and the mounting attachment on the bird feeder were completely different so we had to use a couple blocks of wood and screws uh, for both sides to kind of make a way to kind of blend them together a little wood adapter yeah so it worked yeah it did and now my bird feeder is up way up in the sky and so when i want to charge it i have to oh it's a lot of work i have to get a ladder out If I want to refill it with seed or if I want to get the bird feeder down, I have to get a ladder out (laughs) to get the bird feeder down. It doesn't look as comically ridiculous as I thought that it would with the height, but part of that's because the deck that comes off the back of the house is already two feet off the ground, so it seems two feet shorter than it actually is. It's really, really tall. It's very, very tall. And we did put a slinky off the top of the pole hanging from the bird feeder so that if a chipmunk does try to climb up the pole he'll run into the slinky and it does work it works as a deterrent you can buy these chipmunk deterrents that are just essentially very expensive chipmunk deterrent slinkies just buy a slinky slinkies are 
$3.50. Like the Slinky brand Slinkies. Just buy a Slinky. Just attach it. It's really easy. So it works. Really tall. And ours, our bird feeder, the pole is by a a fence and by plants and everything and they still can't reach it it's super tall super duper it's a good victory it is i've had a lot of different visitors right away i had my cardinals who i call mr and mrs i had uh, mr and mrs visiting pretty much immediately they come first thing in the morning and last thing at night which is kind of nice i think they have a nest over on the side of the house by the rhododendron they come and visit me. Well, last weekend I was walking the dogs as I do every single day and spotted a dog that was outside going all exploring everywhere and did not have anybody with him along the way. I, I ended up bringing our dogs home, went back out to try to find him and no tags, Really, really friendly dog. It was like some kind of husky, wasn't it? It was a husky, a white husky. Yeah. His name evidently was Bear. Bernard. Bernard slash Bear. Bernard slash Bear. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah. And uh, yeah, it was... Michael got sassy on Facebook. <laughs> well, it... He got salty. <laughs> now, why did I get salty about it? There was a reason why I did. Well, this dog, this dog has a a habit of escaping from his his owner's house. It's this dog has gotten out a few times. If it's happened like more than five times, I begin to feel like the dog owner is and not doing their business. I didn't even tell you what happened yesterday. Did he before. get out again? No, he didn't. But someone posted that there was a dog howling and barking. And someone else, there were a number of comments and someone said, oh, I think that's Bear. <laughs> <laughs> this neighborhood Facebook drama. <laughs> he gets left home all day and howls, huh? Gosh. I think he was maybe outside. I don't know. But yeah, people were, were chatting about him howling because someone said, oh, I think that's a coyote. And like, nope, that's Bear. Really, really sweet dog. Like there are dogs that we've found that were loose like that before, and they're very suspicious of humors, uh, of humans. And I, you know, was three yards away from him. And I was like, "Hey, how are you doing, buddy?" And like he just came right up. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, he's a very, very just happy to be alive. Huskies are, by and large, a very happy, friendly breed of dog. But I don't think people realize how much exercise and stimulation the breed needs to be a calm dog and huskies require that they they just they need a lot they need a whole 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 lot and i think that was a very young dog i think it was a puppy and oh god bless that dog super super friendly demeanor but wow he was he was happy. He was just ha- he was on an adventure. He was just he was having a really really good time. He, he was really peeing was. on every corner and what do they call it when the dogs like grip the ground with their paws after they pee and like scratch it? 
striking the ground or striking something. yeah he marked he, in our yard because henry has been peeing on the shovel by the door all week long yeah thanks lovely. for that bear <laughs> so like there's some good tips for what to do when you find a lost dog short of walking up and down a street like a hot dog vendor saying lost dog got your lost dog here <laughs> which I did for a bit. And you did? A, there was another person who was out walking their dog. I was like, have you ever seen this dog before? And I, I love the kind of look of surprise for a fellow person who was out walking their dog. They look kind of strange. Like I, you've got the dog on a leash. They're like, have you ever seen this dog before? And I kind of look at you like, and it's like, I found him loose. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thought maybe I was bragging. Like, hey, check check this dog out. Have you ever seen this dog? Ooh. And unfortunately, that guy didn't know or anything. And uh, so we took pictures and everything. And we're fortunate enough that our neighborhood has a, a Facebook group. So we, we posted there. And you did some super sleuthing and looked through previous posts. And that's how we figured out who he yeah, was and where he belonged. I'm telling you. Social media is forever. Once you post something on social media, it is there. So remember that when you post something and you're like, should I post this? It's there forever. All I did was I searched our local, our Facebook, our neighborhood Facebook page is private and you cannot, it's non-searchable for people who are not a member. You so have to be invited. Yeah, you have to be invited. We did not create it. We yeah. were invited. We were invited. It's kind of surprising that we did get invited to it because <laughs> we're, we're kind of those people in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And by we, I mean you. Hey. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that's fine. I am. I am that person. It's fine. Um, so I just searched for uh, a dog, first of all, and then all the the posts about dogs popped up and of course he was there bear was there a number of times and then i looked for the post that had his name and then i searched for his name bear and then there was one post that said the owner's name it said blah 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 isn't this your dog and the person said yep that's my dog um can you please message me return him yeah can you message me and so i looked up i actually googled the person's name and i found her address and that's i said well it's actually not her dog it's her son's dog well yeah but you know so it's not it's kind of her fault but But it's not but i didn't know how old her son was her son could have been 10 so i I didn't know um so i just uh, told michael well she lives at this address just walk the dog down to the address and give him back So that's how I found out where the dog belonged. And that's the part that made me sassy. Like the first post I I said was, found this dog loose on the name of the street. Really friendly, sweet, no tags or anything. And Nicole found all the information. And in my mind, because it's not like the first time this has happened, this is like the sixth or seventh time that it's happened. At that point, if you know that you either have an escape artist you do whatever you need to do so that they stop escaping. Cause like we live near um, a really busy street. The dog could go over there and get hit by a car and be killed. It's, it's not yeah. fair to the dog. Right. And the other thing is if your dog keeps escaping, 
put a tag on the dog so that when they're found, people know where to take the dog. Right. Or at least a phone number. Right. Yeah. Like, that's like a, how much effort does it take to do that? Yeah. The dog didn't have a collar. The dog had a bandana. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oh, well. Um, Well, yep, that happened. So if if you don't (laughs) succeed in finding out the dog's identity and and home uh, through social media locally and things like that, the other thing that you recommend uh, is contacting animal control or animal rescues. Well, first what you can do is if the dog doesn't have any tags or identification, you can put a collar leash on the dog if you have one handy. And if you're in a neighborhood, if you're in your neighborhood, try seeing if the dog will walk you home. I mean, Henry has not lived here long, but I honestly think Henry would happily walk someone to our house. Just say, hey, you want to go home? Let's go home. I honestly think Henry would either walk someone to my parents' house across the street or would walk someone home to our house. And when I have found lost dogs in the past who did not want to come close to me or have a treat or anything else, as I you know, got near them, they would back off and ultimately they backed off to where their house was. So happy endings and everything. Most dogs kind of know where they're going, but some like bear, he was just, he was just happy to be out. He was just out running around. He was having fun. So you definitely want to, and if you don't, if you're like on a abandoned street or if you're in the country or whatever, try to secure the animal if they're not mean or anything um and check social media a lot of times there are pages for lost or missing pets and then you can contact animal control and animal rescues and then obviously you'll have to sign the animal over to them but you know if you can't keep the animal that's the best you can do you can sometimes call the non-emergency police line and they can help you it just depends on where you are, really. But that's those are our tips and tricks. Tips yeah. and tricks. Well, my one of my least favorite times of year is coming up. And if you live or work in the U.S., there's tax season that comes up every single year where you have to do a bunch of accounting and paperwork and stuff. And I would almost rather hear fingernails on a chalkboard. I don't know why you hate tax preparation so much because I'm the one who does the tax preparation. Yeah, I don't like it. I I have to provide information too for for all the the stuff that I've got going on. You give me the tax numbers, you but it's a it's a small amount of the numbers, and then I do all of the the tax information inputting stuff. Why do you Which hate I wanna, it so much? I just want to recognize how good you are at doing that and how you do, you do such a meticulous, fantastic job preparing all of the taxes and entering all of those numbers into each of the fields and completing <laughs> them and submitting them. I just, every time you do that, I think, wow, she is really, really good at that. <laughs> He's being sarcastic. No, I'm not. I'm being like super... Uh, you know, like you're fantastic as long as I don't have to do it. Yeah. 
Sometimes it does get confusing, though, because I don't know what half of those terms mean. I spend a lot of time Googling what is, you know, what is Form 1099, A-I-F-I-G-I-P, what is an I-N-T? I don't know what any of that stuff means. And what's totally stupid is every year I look it up and every <laughs> the next year I forget what you, it means. You should I jot down some look notes. It up again. Dear Nicole of the future. <laughs> Here are the answers that you seek. Now, you've tried a lot of different tax preparation services, and you've got... We've tried two. We've, we've well, we've... If you, I mean, you've tried an accountant. You've if, tried yeah, an accountant. that one. You've tried the other thing. We've used TurboTax, and we now use FreeTax USA, and obviously we've used an accountant. Um, the reason why we used an accountant is because every three years, four years, we want to make sure that I'm not screwing things up. And we don't, if we do get audited, we don't end up owing them $9 million, which would be very bad. Um, I am doing it right. The accountant said I was. So huzzah, I guess. I'm a tax genius. Um, Yeah. TurboTax, very expensive. Don't use it. Complete waste of money. And if you ever use TurboTax, which probably most people have, it's like a gauntlet of offers and upsells. Like it's not just yeah. file your taxes. It's like buy a warranty for filing your taxes and subscribe to whatever. Like a whole bunch of garbage that you don't need. Yeah. TurboTax, if you make under $34,000 per year, it's completely free. So if you are a teenager or if you have a part-time are we job. in that demographic with our podcast? I don't know, but maybe someone has a kid. If you are a teenager or if you have a part-time job or if you are making under $34,000 a year, use TurboTax. It's completely free and you don't have to pay a fee. TurboTax is very expensive. Otherwise, if you make anything other than 34 under 34 grand a year, it costs $89 for federal and then $54 for state. It's expensive. Yeah, that's like over $100 to be able to tell the government exactly how much they already knew that they got from you the previous. We use Free Tax USA, which costs $7.99. <laughs> now, this is a price I like. I can get behind this. Yeah, it's you can pay more. You can pay $14.99, which offers you like protection, audit protection or something and it has like the same guides right it's, like it's like hey TurboTax, welcome to filling out a form TurboTax is a little bit fancier in that it has the buttons are a little bit more polished but it is the pretty much are, no i am the not graphic kidding design you. on the buttons yes, are nicer the graphic design is a little that bit really, fancier now is it like a hundred dollars nicer no absolutely not <laughs> i'm telling you right now I have issues with basic, I'm talking basic multiplication. I ask Alexa some super embarrassing math questions. What's the lowest math or multiplication that you've asked her to do? Like two times five? No, probably like eight times nine when I'm in a hurry. You know, just basic math questions. Some are so basic that I actually then tell her not to tell anyone that I just asked her that question. What does she say when you say that? She's like, I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, very, very good. Very good answer. Um, 
yeah, I suck at math so hard. I can use Free Tax USA. It's not that complicated. All of the little, do you need to fill in this box? They have a little question mark there that you can click on and it opens a bigger box, which tells you exactly what that form is used for. And if the form is not common, it says this is not a common situation. You probably don't need it. And you can click on that and it will tell you why it's not common and why you probably don't need it. And you're like, oh yeah, I totally don't need that because that is not my situation. It's not that difficult. You can also use the IRS website, which is free for people who make less than $73,000, but the IRS website is really complicated. You have to fill out all the little boxes yourself, and you have to know what in God's name you're doing. How are the buttons? There are no buttons. It's just forms. You have to fill out the forms, and then you have to mail them in. Oh, you still have to mail them. Yeah, it's free, but it is really, really confusing, so... I, I, and we I usually mean, get our taxes go done. With God. We don't wait until April 15th, which is like the tax due date. Right? No, I was a little bit anxious because we had to wait for our financial advisor to send us the tax forms on our high yield savings account and our, um, our other things. What are those things called? Our investments. Yeah. Um, we had two, we had four tax forms and those didn't get mailed un- or emailed until February 15th and some of them didn't even get aren't even getting mailed until March 15th the March 15th ones don't apply to us and i was like really uncomfortable with that so yeah we do our taxes right away i am a get it done kind of person our taxes are already done um, the irs has a refund status checker where you can track the status of your refund and make sure that things are going well. The Free Tax USA people will send you a text message to let you know that your paperwork has been received by both the state you live in and the federal IRS people and that has been accepted and there are no issues. That's nice too. Um, you can either get your refund in direct deposit, which is just the easiest, or you can get it mailed to you that's fine too. Whatever you want. There you go. Uh, tax day is April 15th. I don't know if we already said that, but it's April 15th. Yeah. Remember not to forget. Do your taxes, yo. It's not that bad. It's not that difficult. It's not that complicated. Just get it over with. You don't want to mess with the IRS. There are people you do not want to be messing with. Just do it. $7.99. There you go. Get it done. That's all I have to say. Well, we've been busy watching a whole bunch of streaming stuff online. It's always fun to kind of end an episode on that. Um, what, what have we been watching? It's been a while since we did a, a, a podcast episode, so we probably got more than usual. Um, Self-reliance. We watched uh, this movie on Hulu. Yep. When a man is offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters try to kill him... He thinks he has found the perfect loophole. They can only attack him when he's alone. His only problem is none of his friends or family believes the game is real. Yeah. And I did until like looking at the page with information about um, this, I did not realize that the man, Jack Johnson, who played 
the lead uh, also directed it. Yes, he did. This movie was just okay. Um, yeah. It has... <laughs> I don't know. It's got I, Anna Kendrick in it, which I like her as an actor. It definitely felt like a an indie movie. Yeah, it's a it's a Hulu movie. It's Hulu. Well, indie as in like not a big. Um, right, but I was just saying it's a Hulu movie. It's rated R. Um, I mean, the description really says it all. It's it's not. I don't know. It's not as action adventure-y as I thought it was going to be. It's supposed to be a comedy thriller. It's it's okay. Which is a tricky combination. Yeah. I don't know why, but the, the lead actor reminds me of, I think, maybe another actor who looks kind of like him. There Wasn't there like a, a TV series called Numbers or something like that? Yes. He reminds me of the guy who played the lead in that. He does kind of look like him. Yeah. And clearly is not the same guy, but yeah. For some reason, I he feels like a, a doppelganger for me. But yeah, I the concept was kind of fun, and it had a couple moments that were really, really funny, but it's just kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. And then we watched uh, Lover, season... Stalker, Killer. Oh, Lover, on, Stalker, Killer. On, on Netflix. Yeah. In this twisting documentary, a mechanic tries online dating for the first time and meets a woman who takes romantic obsession to a deadly extreme. This was very good. It's a documentary. You love true crime. I do, but you enjoyed this as well. There is a plot twist in it, which I kind of figured out um i i don't know i enjoyed this i thought it was very good if you like a true crime documentary you will enjoy this as well um yeah i i don't want to it's hard to describe it without any spoilers but right it has i mean lover stalker killer really is the description of it you meet somebody it turns and it really turns it does. It's um. There's lying, deception, um, greed. There's all the good stuff. There really is. And the Michael did not see the plot twist that that came along with it. And so, if you like a good plot twist that is not, if you like stuff that fools Michael, yeah, this is the show for you. Yeah. Um. The next thing we watched, we watched some movies that were older. So we did Hit and Run, which is from 2012 on Max HBO. Charlie Bronson busts out of the witness protection program to deliver his fiance to Los Angeles to seize a once in a lifetime job opportunity. We did we watch this whole thing? I was. I think we did watch it all the way to the end. Um. This has. Those two people who are married. <laughs> um, <laughs> who uh, Dak arm, Shepherd, armchair expert. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. 
has Bradley Cooper, Tom Arnold, Kristen Chenoweth. It's got a ton it's of... It's got a pretty good cast. Jason, Jason Bateman's Bateman, in it. Bo Bridges, Sean Hayes. I still think of Kristen Bell as Veronica Mars. This is not a great movie. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It kept almost being a good movie. It, it and, com- Yeah, it, it's like... Uh, it's like a sneeze that's just, I, I, it's not a great movie. <laughs> it's just, it tries so hard. It really does. I'm really bad at describing shows today. It's not a great movie. It's one of those movies that when you're watching it, there are people in it. Yeah, he's in the witness protection program and his fiance gets a job. There are no spoilers. She's offered this a movie's job. really, really old. Um, if she you is, haven't seen it by now, like we hadn't yet, yeah, too bad. Twelve um, years old, You've, it's past your yeah your window. Yeah, um, she is offered a job in another state, and he leaves with her to get this job. And of course, the people find out because her ex tells them. Because they're Facebook friends. <laughs> and um, chaos ensues. And it's kind of like somebody was trying to figure out how can we make this premise happen? And they like invented some stuff. And what happens is um, he, she did not realize why he was in the witness protection program, but she knows he's in the witness protection program. So. Suspend all disbelief, first of all. I I don't know. It's just not a great movie. I guess if you need something on in the background and you... No, don't watch it. It's a bad movie. I'm sorry. It's not a great movie. All right. What if, you, if you're recovering from having a dental procedure done and are kind of doped up, it's, <laughs> it's an okay movie to have while you're coming in and out of coherency and everything all right uh super troopers on hulu oh my god what is happening to the world you have the right to remain laughing at this outrageous comedy about a pack of screwball state troopers trying to save their jobs no no i no interesting as we were watching this we realized that a significant number of members of the cast we're also in the TV series Tacoma FD, which is something that we have been watching recently, that which ran from 2019 to 2023. Yep. No. Didn't like it at all? No. Not your bag? No. It was not good. No. <clears throat> it was like Tropic Thunder. No. no. Tropic Thunder, I think, just doesn't hold up. Tropic Thunder was like good in the moment that it came out that particular summer and yeah, time and place for stuff. People liked it when it was out, I guess, but yeah, not, not our thing. No, we've got a lot of misses on our list. We also watched from season two and I can't remember if we talked about that before or not. I was trying to save it because we'll we'll save it for the end then. Yeah. The the art of self-defense is on max. The art of self-defense after getting mugged, a wimpy accountant decides to toughen up and enrolls in a karate school in this dark satire of toxic masculinity. And this is something that we had actually seen before, but it had been so long. We forgot that we had seen it. Right. So, first of all, I have passed this movie over many, many, many times, 
even though we've already seen it because i thought the art of self-defense was a like a real like karate movie and that it was like the karate kid it was teaching you how to do karate karate (laughs) it's not it's a movie i liked this movie I enjoyed it was our it. kind of dark humor and quirky. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. It is a great movie. Not only does it have a dachshund in it. The dog is really, really cute. The dachshund is adorable. He stands up for his dog. This is just a great movie. It's it's just a good movie. It's supposed to be satire. I I can't. Just watch the movie. Just watch it. I don't know. If you don't like it, I don't know if we can hang out. <laughs> I like the part where he like starts to get confident with himself and then like tells off some people in the office while they're having lunch and oh like takes over God. the guy's spot and essentially becomes like the leader of the clique that was shunning him before. Yeah. And he's just he does it with zero Fs given. It's so fun. He don't give an F about nothing. He's yeah. like a honey badger. He don't care. That was Creed. He don't give an F about nothing. That's right. Yeah, he, uh, it's just so good. It's so good. I would watch it again. We were watching this Ready, Set, Love. Did we actually finish watching this? We did not. I got tired of it. <laughs> I always love honest. that when, like, we watch a series and, like, you get semi-invested in knowing what's going to happen. And then Nicole's like, yeah. And so we never see how it ends. <laughs> In a world grappling with dwindling male population, an unassuming woman becomes a contender in a government-sponsored dating competition. This is a dubbed show, which neither here nor there. It's a Taiwanese show. It's a TV comedy, romantic TV comedy. So what it is, is it's it's kind of like a silly show where... Dystopian future where... Males aren't as available. Population right. has gone down, but it's they live that on, meets a dating competition right. show meets something else. So the outside world is only women, and men live in this community called is it the farm? Yeah, it's called the farm, and like a protected preserve so that they right. are raised correct. And all of these men look like Barbie dolls. They are just way too pretty to exist in natural humanity. (laughs) They're just, yeah. And these women are competing on a show to marry one of the men. Yep. And there's a backstory between one of the women and one of the male contestants. And we'll probably go back and rewatch it, but every episode they compete in these, like, double dare type situations for those of you who are too young to understand double dare it's like a non-lethal version of the activities from the squid game right they compete in activities silly things like they have to do trivia they have to get through interviews they have to compete in physical strength challenges against one another right and instead of being murdered off they just voted off the show voted off the show it's like survivor yep. kind of yep. i don't know how to explain yeah, it. it's a mix of like yeah 10 different things it's not bad it's just evidently it, it's not good enough to keep nicole's attention it's, beyond, just a, it's only six episodes too i know but it's a lot of them just 
I don't, you don't like dramas. I if, don't. If it was like them competing to solve a true crime thing, you would be all over this. But there is a little bit of crime mixed in. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. And the episodes are over an hour long, and so I have to space it out and a little bit. And when we say it's over an hour long, we're talking like episode two was 63 minutes, which is technically over an hour it long. It is over an hour long. <laughs> Thank you. If, presumably, if you don't watch the credits, it, it gets in there just at the hour mark, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we also are watching right now, we're watching Community, which Michael has never seen Community. I've seen it a f- few times. Yeah, I think that it, it must have been on the air during a time where I was working on like a master's degree or something. It was in 2009. There are six seasons. When his bogus law degree is exposed, Jeff Winger goes back to college and forms a study group of outcasts. And it's really a who's who cast. It's got... Joe McHale, Jillian, Jacob Stan, Putty. It was created by Dan Harmon. Um, Community's hilarious. Yeah, it's a fun show. There's no other way to put it. It's hilarious. You just punched a lady bee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so funny. It really is. It has a couple episodes that go a little bit far out there yeah there are themed episodes there are they themed from pop culture and you have to be really in tune with the rest of the world to to understand them otherwise you're just going to be watching an episode thinking what in the hell is happening right now and one thing i did not know until just searching right now uh this Dan Harmon guy. Yeah. He was writer for 71 episodes of Rick and Morty, which we also like a lot. Yeah, he's a... That he's, very similar sense of humor. Yeah, he's... um, I just... I like community so much. The, um, the relationships that some of the characters have is just some of it's so toxic and at other times it's so wholesome i don't know it's great yeah it's great it's a fun show it really is i'm glad we're watching it um last i saved to talk about is from oh yeah we did watch from season two (laughs) (laughs) i just gave him a look um we watched season one, and we enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, really good. Season one, awesome. We watched season two. We got a free week of MGM Plus because now you cannot watch any of your shows unless you subscribe to a different um Because everybody and their network. cousin has to be like, you have to subscribe to MGM Plus and CBS and NBC and Fox yeah. and... Yeah. So we got a free week of MGM Plus with uh, Amazon. We did not pay to watch this show, thankfully. The second season of From was not great. Garbage. It was not great at all. And we were so looking forward to it. It Okay, from a technical perspective, beautifully shot. Actors were good. Story sucked. Nothing happened. It just... Like, if you look at the reviews online, a bunch of people are like, season two is not the same as season one. And it's not. It, I, 
I'm really was disappointed by it because season one was so good and so interesting and had so many good jump scares. And it's like season two is like a completely different show. It was they they took one theme and they stretched it out, which this is going to sound so stupid. They took one theme and they stretched it out over an entire season. Yes, I know that happens. But they took one subject, which could have been covered in less than half an episode, and they would not shut up about it. They just would not stop talking about it. And it was the actors were being they were over in my opinion they were overacting it was little things that they were becoming more and more dramatic and instead of being science fiction it was it was kind of becoming science fiction mixed with way too much drama just I think that maybe the actors read the script and they didn't know what to do with it and so they went too far one way they should have toned it down a little bit. Yeah. It, it was it, not great. Yeah. It really wasn't. I was I was truly disappointed. Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. Why take a just a really, really great show and turn it into bollocks? It just yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, it was not good at all. So, sadness. So that's your recommendations, like nine misses and one hit for the, oh no, two hits, because we liked the... The Art of Self-Defense. Well, we liked three. We liked liked Community, the Art of Self-Defense, and the Cheater, Liar, Murderer show. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Nobody lost their show-picking privileges yep right right well that's uh that that might be a wrap what do you think i think so all right well that's uh season three episode five of not just rainbows and unicorns you've listened to it you can now go to the website and listen to it again and click links. <laughs> this is not just rainbows.net. Uh, remember to leave comments to tell Nicole how amazing her tax skills are and uh, choice in streaming entertainment. And um, I like cookies. So, yeah. Have a good week. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>